You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. This is Ruv English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Today I'm at the City Library in Reykjavik and I'm going to learn a phrase in Icelandic, Spiljum Mithreim, which means... One of my two guests will doubtless tell me what it means and why it's important. I've got Martina and Hildur with me. Martina, tell me what that means and tell me why it matters. So, Spjotlum Metreim means let's chat with an accent. And it's a program we started already almost two years ago, I think. Um, and we invite people to come and practice Icelandic with an accent, whoever they are and whatever their level is. Uh, in like a relaxed environment, we mm. do lots of activities and it matters to get people talking. Yeah, and this isn't about tables of grammar, is it, Hildu? This is fun. This is absolutely fun. Um, everyone is welcome. It's free of participation, and we have very experienced teachers um, walking around and helping if needed. But um, first of all, it's having fun while practicing, and we use uh, different kind of methods to practice. Yeah. We have events every Saturday and um, for different activities. Mm. We use uh, crafts, so a lot of people like having things in their hands mm -hmm. while practicing. It's very relaxed, um, focused on beginners, but everyone is always welcome, despite of level. And then we, the, the teachers take the, the participants on a walking tour in the city and visit different uh, cultural organizations, uh, institutions, sorry. Then we have like two other ones. We have one that focuses on board games. Um, where that is also kind of aimed at uh, beginners, although we have games for all levels. Um, that was the first one we started, actually. Mm. And then we also have a book club. Okay. So basically, every Saturday there is a practice, but once a month it's a book club, once a month it's arts and crafts, once a month it's board games, and once a month is a field trip. Okay. And all activities are free of charge, and there is no sign-up. So people can just show up at 11.30 at the Central Library downtown okay. and just join the activity. And so th I guess the season begins on the 9th of September, doesn't it? That's the first date. So what happens on that first date? So the first uh, event this season is Spielum Spjotlum, which is let's play board games in Icelandic. <laughs> so we have actually we have a lot of new board games, which makes this first event this season even more exciting because right. we've had uh, already like a good uh, maybe 15 board games that we've been using for two years, but we recently bought a lot more. Uh, so we are very excited to try those out. And we have four teachers now that are taking part in this program. So there's always a teacher. And we also started having volunteers showing up sometimes that uh, speak Icelandic really well okay. and that just come because they enjoy chatting uh, with people who are learning. So yeah. this is also very welcome. People who speak Icelandic really well can also come and just encourage other ones to learn. And I imagine that having all of these different activities, particularly the, the crafts as well, that will be helpful when you are teaching people who have lots of different mother tongues. This isn't just about English speakers. Yes, definitely. We have people from all over the world um, at different levels in Icelandic. So again, it's more of practicing and relaxing and it's a safe space having fun yes um meeting new people and um it's not formal it's very informal mm -hmm. and um again everyone is welcome yeah 
Do you think that it is a difficult language to learn? I'm going to say yes to my own question. <laughs> I'm going to say yes as well because I don't speak Icelandic really well, so yes. I've had like I've been living in Iceland now for 10 years and I'm very good at understanding Icelandic now but I'm really bad at speaking and oh, you, you were getting a shake of the head from Hilda there though <laughs> Hilda I'm thinks I speak good at speaking good. <laughs> <laughs> Hilda thinks I speak well but the truth is I yes, okay. I am really scared of speaking Ah, and I right. make a lot of mistakes, and I think a lot of foreigners can identify with yes. with that feeling. And you're about to speak Icelandic, and then you're like, "Well, I don't know how to actually bend this word, so I'd rather exactly. just skip it." Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you about that, Hilda, as a, a native Icelandic speaker. What is your native tongue, firstly? Uh, French and Polish. French and Polish. Okay, so you've got a sense of cases. Yes, with I Polish. Do. We don't in English at all, and it terrifies us as English speakers. How forgiving do you think Icelanders are if we get the endings wrong? I believe they're very forgiving. And um, I say, just go ahead, jump out in the pool, and, and <laughs> we'll faint it out yeah. together. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It's, I don't think you can learn a language without no. jumping. No. And do you think the way that it's taught here it's not formal, but that grammar still comes through, doesn't it? Because you pick up those weird rules and all the weird exceptions that Icelandic has. Yeah, you basically just practice a lot of sentences that are useful in that situation. So, of course, I think that helps also with just breaking the ice and just starting speaking. And as a foreigner here, I find it sometimes easier to speak Icelandic with other foreigners. Yes because it scares me less. And I am surrounded by very forgiving Icelanders <laughs> like at my work. So it's not only about that. I think a lot of uh, people are really kind in the uh, process when we are learning a language. And it's still just very intimidating. And sometimes it's just fun to hear other people speak with other accents, which is also why we titled this event series like Let's Chat with an Accent. Um, it doesn't matter. Like some people will pronounce it better than others like you know mm. but uh, we just want also to normalize hearing Icelandic spoken in different accents mm. so it's wonderful to have it in the library in an open space like we do because it's also about just making it um, heard in the library and when now that we have a, a few volunteers joining us from time to time mm. it's also really lovely to involve them in this as well. We've talked about people from all different backgrounds coming to learn Icelandic but as it relates to English everyone in Iceland speaks perfect immaculate English it seems to me and will want to speak English when they hear someone struggling with Icelandic maybe for the very best of reasons can you see that being a problem for people who are learning, that everyone's English is so good? <laughs> oh, for sure. I think when, um, p uh, children who are born and raised here in Iceland, they're used to having like the television and the computers and everything in English. My children who are 8 and 10, they're very good at English. Mm. Um, so I think that can be a barrier for people who are learning the language that yeah. Icelanders really seem to love speaking English. Yeah. So I think, just, I would say, just don't be afraid to say, would you please speak to me in Icelandic? Just yes. give me a little break, give me some time, let me practice. Mm -hmm. Don't be shy to ask for it. Uh, I think Icelanders maybe just don't realize that they're not helping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, despite thinking that they are. Mm -hmm. I saw someone with a t-shirt once, it said, Eski Leki Ensku. 
I don't understand English to try to force <laughs> people to speak in English, well, presumably in, in Icelandic. What sort of capacity do you have here? What sort of numbers can turn up? So last season we had anywhere from what, 15 to 45 people, 40 at like our most attended event, but that was a bit too much. Okay. <laughs> or like we, we just thought, okay, well, if it continues like this, we definitely need a bigger space. But um, I would say it's very usual to have about 25 people and that's a lovely amount of people yeah. to play games, especially. Um, for the book club, we've had about 15 to 20 participants as well. So it kind of depends on the activities. It depends on the time of year. But we have regulars and newcomers like at every event. And I think it helps that you don't need to sign up. So I really yes. want sort of like the message to get out there that people can just show up. And also, doesn't matter even if they arrive late. It's basically a two-hour time slot where you can come and practice. You can come half an hour and leave. That's okay as well. Like no one expects you to stay two hours, but you can if you want to. So it's, I think when we designed this program, we also thought about this flexibility to like really have the lowest possible threshold for people to attend. So no uh, specific Icelandic skills required. Definitely uh, doesn't matter what languages you speak uh, other than learning Icelandic. Mm -hmm. Our teachers speak different languages and we also try our best to just like use the games, use the crafts, use all those things to make people comfortable. Yeah. Um, and maybe those activities help, I think, not being put on the, sp like on the sp a spotlight. You know, you don't feel like everybody's looking at you like now it's your time yes, to speak. Yes. You can actually just also come and just listen and just feel good. And we always have coffee, tea, water, mm -hmm. We make it cozy. Because, yeah. I mean, th this will be the first learning that lots of people have done since they were in school. And, and maybe you don't want it to feel like school for that reason, I guess. No, it's not, it does, it's not school. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. want it to feel like school. We want it to feel like uh, it's, it's your free time. Fun. You want to come yeah. here. You want to have fun and meet new people. Um, there are some people meeting afterwards sometimes. Like, people are meeting, making friends. Mm -hmm. So they hang out afterwards, have a cup of coffee or whatever. Um, and, and again, playing games, they may be learning colors, they're learning l numbers, they're learning to say it's your turn or my turn or whatever. And um, visiting museums yes. around the city, they learn, first they start here at the library, learn vocabulary that is useful for the day, for that certain visit of the day. So um, words related to crafts or photography or, or history or whatever it is yeah. and then they take off with the teacher to the certain uh, museum so it's all about having fun relax enjoy and there was a lot of worry about the Icelandic language maybe being lost to English and maybe to other languages what's great about this is that it's free for everyone to take part in and it's a really it seems like a very positive way of helping to keep the language alive and thriving absolutely and I think well we are hoping that in the future we can even expand this program uh, really on a weekly basis to other library locations. For now, we also offer it on a monthly basis in uh, the City Library in Kringland and in the City Library in Spöngin as well. Uh, but of course, uh, it would be absolutely wonderful to be able to offer this kind of weekly program just in all neighborhoods, really. Yes. I think, And maybe even outside of the capital area. 
absolutely. And I think there are other initiatives like this also, um, you know, happening uh, in other places than the library. But the library has great facilities and locations in all uh, neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So that is really wonderful for such a program, also yes. because the library is open um, during the weekend here uh, downtown. And we found out through just trying different time slots that this one was the most successful. So people yes. are meeting on Saturdays at 11.30. And yeah, that's where most people can attend, it seems like it. It's also a nice place to be, isn't it? It's lovely. It's a good <laughs> atmosphere. Um, the staff is always here for the guests, if any questions. If you're looking for a book, uh, a CD, a, a comic book, board games. We have board games yeah. to take home. And you can come here, meet friends, you can do knitting, you can play board games, anything. You can stay here all day. <laughs> well, which of the board games that you play as part of the teaching of Icelandic? We have so many. So we have Scrabble, but we, we mainly use games such as um, uh, games that use vocabulary such as uh, all, all sorts of games with questions, for example, and we try to find many games edited in Icelandic. So yeah. basically you have to like also like read the cards in Icelandic and the teacher is always there to help you. We just got code names, for example. Um, we have a new game called Got Gisk. Good guess, right? Um, otherwise, uh, there is a game called Concept that a lot of people like to play. There is Kaleidos. What other games are we playing very often? So they are word games, now. it's not snakes yeah. and ladders. And That's right. So <laughs> basically it's any game yeah. where you have to talk. Okay. okay. <laughs> or write, mm. or read, or something in between. But for beginners, we also have just uh, quite simple memory games where you have, it's memory games in Icelandic, where for example, you have like a picture of a strawberry and the matching one is the word strawberry. So you have to just find them. And this is a very good game for people who just arrived and just yeah, want to yeah. have some fun. And then there, it's, it's really a ver very flowing type of event. Some people come and uh, when they arrive, they are sort of uh, divided depending on their levels. So like people arrive and the, the teacher would ask, you know, what kind of level do you have in Icelandic? Are you a beginner? Do you want to practice with other people who already speak quite fluently? And so there are different tables with different games, and the games are, are sort of split between the levels like this. And um, what helps a lot is that then the more advanced um, people in their learning journey, they, for example, have tables where they only communicate in Icelandic because they choose to do that. But there are also tables where people just like have fun, speak whatever languages they are comfortable speaking together, and in the process learn some Icelandic words. So it's not an event where you have this sort of pressure of yes, like once yeah. you arrive, you only you can only speak Icelandic. That was always so scary to me. For example, <laughs> schools that did that. Now you can only speak Icelandic. Yes. It's like oh okay, I, I'm gonna leave now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like that. Although some people choose to do it at specific tables, and that's amazing. And that's fine too. Yeah. There's a lot going on there, and lots of different approaches approaches to the learning of Icelandic here at the City Library. Hildur, do you have the website address handy, which will have all of this information? Borgarbókasat.is And then we all have all information, both in Icelandic and English. And the full program is there, uh, information about every event. And um, if people have any questions, feel free to send us an email, of course. Okay. Well, we'll put a link up to that on the page that accompanies 
this episode from Roof English. The very best of luck. Doesn't sound like you're going to need it, though, with the numbers <laughs> that have turned up before. And everything starts, as we said, on the 9th of September, which will be into next week, if you're listening to this conversation on the day that it's published. Hilda, Martina, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. Tak fariyat. This is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. You can get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.